And we're back with another episode of Let's Hash It Out. It is Monday, December 10th. Just getting closer and closer to high noon here on the West Coast in our undisclosed underground bunker in the heart of the resistance here in Portland, Oregon. It has been a month since we got together in an undisclosed underground bunker. But even though it's been a month, there is still a haze of smoke that fills the the bunker. I'm Anthony here with Sarah, Jay, and Sam. How's everybody doing this morning? Great. I am awake. Good morning. <laughs> it's also been a while since we've done one early in the morning. Oh, you mean early, but it's so in the morning. Early. It's, so it's like barely early. morning. <laughs> yep. It's getting close to high noon. It's so early. Yeah, most call this late morning. Between the gray and the permahaze, it's like always morning. <laughs> Until it's dark, and then it's dark. And uh, so I hope you probably listen to us either on SoundCloud, Player FM, Stitcher, iTunes. Please spread the word. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Like Let's us. Out 42. Like us, follow like us. us. follow us. Five-star reviews, those kinds of things. And to usual listeners of the show... Shout out to Amy and Don, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody listen to us in the Nazar. Ukraine, Morocco, Oakland, St. Louis, uh, Dominican Republic. Tokyo. <laughs> All over the world. Thanks very much for tuning in. Those that usually listen to us know that my co-hosts kick off the show by describing some fine Oregon cannabis they are partaking in. While I try to stay sober in the cloud of smoke here and keep the show on the rails... So I'm going to kick it over to one of my co-hosts to describe what they are indeed toking on today. Well, today, Anthony, we have a wonderful salad of a joint comprised of golden pineapple and snowland, both acquired at Happy Leaf on Broadway here in Portland, Oregon, uh, in the Lloyd Center Shopping District. I, um, I love that place, as I've said before on the show. Uh, Golden Pineapple comes in at 21.35% grown by Aroma Cannabis. Uh, It is quite tasty all on its own. However, I didn't have a lot of it left, so I supplemented it with some (coughs) Snowland grown by Urban Farms. THC at 26.1%. I enjoy this one as well. Also, like I said, from Happy Leaf. Together, they're going to make it to where I can get caught up on a month's worth of no cable in like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't cry myself out of here. <laughs> shouldn't. <clears throat> well, as they partake on that, and we'll get a description on what the kind of what they uh, are feeling from the taste and smoothness of the smoke. Uh, I did want to note one cannabis industry related note. Uh, this Thursday at the Jupiter Hotel in Portland, New Revenue Coalition We've got a twenty dollar uh, fundraiser to uh, support legalizing cannabis cafes and other consumption spaces here in Oregon. Imagine producers and processors doing things similar as winery tours and uh, distillery tours and things like that, and adults being able to sample uh, the fruits of the harvest and the labor right then and there. Yeah, we might be able to use the thing that's legal. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, to have a safe place to go, which is very important for people that rent and have uh, uh, agreements in their lease. And we're seeing more and more landlords uh, prohibiting people from... From possessing cannabis in their homes, that's a reason to kick you out, let alone people that live in like Section 8 housing, government subsidized housing, things like that. So it's important uh, for consumers, patients, as well as, you know, just bringing more equality, freedom, jobs, and revenue to the great state of Oregon. So uh, you get tickets on Eventbrite, and you can learn more at newrevenuecoalition.com. You can also uh, 
check us out on Facebook as well. And uh, a little band here in Portland called the Bitches of the Sun will be performing. And, uh, you know, they uh, characterize that, we're, you know, the, the name of the band replies to all of us. We're all ultimately Bitches of the Sun. So... Uh, I thought that's pretty interesting, and uh, there's really no good segue from that to announce that uh, Portland City Commissioner Chloe Udale will be uh, speaking, a uh, supporter of uh, sensible cannabis laws, and uh, she was uh, really inspirational, uh, ele- uh, like politician who got elected. You know, she's a bookstore owner, concerned citizen, and she uh, sees the. Uh, kind of public housing or just like housing crisis here in Oregon and just ran on that platform. And uh, it's great to have her uh, supporting sensible cannabis uh, laws. Yeah, and I have to shout out to her and any politician that's willing to stand up on this because um, it seems that um, there are a lot of, you know, kind of bureaucratic forces that do not want this to happen. And, um, you know, they always have their arguments, and there are always really good things to say in response to that, but then that doesn't really seem to get heard. So um, there was a while where we couldn't get any politicians to stand up on this issue, and to have, like, Lou Frederick, um, senator here in Portland, um, our senator, senator, in fact, um, you know, to have people like him and, um, and Chloe to be able to speak out on this is very important, and we need to support them. Yeah, Representatives Ken Helm, Rob Nose, also helping lead the fight. Uh, and if you want to see cannabis cafes legalized in Oregon, which would be influential across the country, um, and uh, as more and more states legalize cannabis, uh, going going to have to have uh, widespread public support for both a legislative push and, if necessary, uh, get gathering signatures a place to measure on the ballot, uh, because. No matter what people think about uh, Oregon being like this liberal, hippy-dippy place, uh, the Oregon Senate uh, is not so liberal on cannabis issues, that's for certain. Um, in, the, in the House, not you know, not that liberal for Oregon either, maybe liberal compared to the rest of the nation, so it's really going to take an uprising of the people to make their voices heard. I mean, there's a good chance that if Oregon didn't have the initiative process and it was just up to the legislature to legalize cannabis, that we may not have legalized cannabis, to, legal cannabis today, in uh, my personal opinion. So, necessary to rise up, make your voices heard, let's legalize cannabis cafes so more people can enjoy uh, some of the fine organ cannabis that my co-hosts were enjoying this morning. How did uh, that treat you? Well, here's a question that okay. might answer that, though. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> did we do intro music? I don't remember the intro music. <laughs> 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 uh, intro yeah. music was Jailhouse yeah, Rock, Rock, brother. Yeah, I just don't remember <laughs> playing it must have been a good week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Oregon, <laughs> stop half-assing cannabis tourism. <laughs> you don't half-ass multiple things. You whole-ass one thing. That's a Ron Swanson sort of quote, paraphrasing. Whole-ass cannabis tourism because mm-hmm. it will do a lot for a state that needs the fucking money. Definitely. <laughs> so stop yeah. shooting yourself in the foot. It's just the next no-brainer, you know. Like yeah. we've been, um, we've been on the right side of these no-brainers for some time now. All of us here at this table. 
It's time that um, we have a bureaucracy that actually represents us, because I think the people are there. They want it. Oh, man, let's not get caught up in bureaucracies that represent us as people. <laughs> That's a fucking pipe dream, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, they're just always Pun way intended. behind. Right. <clears throat> That's where we are now with the all the rest of the problem, right? The bureaucracy that doesn't represent yeah. us. And uh, you know, on the note, uh, the cannabis industry has created more than 19,000 jobs, now brings in more than $80 million a year, but we can still do better. So, yeah. And, and I don't know what the politicians are afraid of. It's like literally like the most most like popular thing on the ballot. I mean, when marijuana's on the ballot, it gets more votes than the president. It gets more votes than any governor or senatorial candidate. It's like the most popular thing. Doesn't so that, doesn't embrace that, it. Doesn't that seem to like point to the fact that more so than ever, the money makes up their opinions rather than the people? I mean, if it's so fucking popular, it would be, like you said, a no-brainer to embrace it, but yet they don't. So many so many of them try to do it slowly or in little small pieces, and that can only be other special interests, whether it be alcohol or big pharma or whatever, that's pushing against them and giving them money to like keep this from moving forward. Well, well bu- bureaucracies that uh, were put in power by previous administrations, maybe, I don't know. It's just like they kind of represent the dinosaur, the, the old... The old school, so you need like the the next uh, guard to reform that. Yeah, and, and then in politics, you know, there are definitely some special interests that um, influence these legislators, but also just long, deep seated, just kind of reefer madness mindset. Um, when somebody is, uh, you know, in the legislature for say forty years, um, they um, they just aren't where the rest of the public is at as far as knowledge of cannabis, the real out, the realities of cannabis, and, and uh, they're, they're behind on the issues. And the fact I've, that I've it should have been legal for the last hundred years <laughs> like it used to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I've, I've been saying this for a while, like, that's an indication to me that we need to, like, put a, there's a minimum age to, like, be president. We need a maximum mm-hmm. age on public service. Like, <laughs> 60 tops you out. Mm-hmm. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. You are out of touch because we all get out of touch at 60 in some ways. Um, well, I think you also count that by having um, just term limits at some point. I'm I'm in favor of like lengthy term limits at the state yeah. level, but I think there could be indeed term limits. I mean, you know, I mean I think a lot of us here like yeah, more Bernie, than two. like Bernie Sanders. We want Bernie Sanders not in the Senate anymore because he's over a certain age. If the one Bernie Sanders not being in the Senate <laughs> means the eight bajillion other dumb old motherfuckers that aren't in it, yeah, that, I'm all right with that. Yeah, <laughs> it would free am. him up to leisurely um, campaign for the good ones. Yeah, and that's not it's not to say and that they can't the still be Alexandria in public service. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's rise to power. Sure, yeah, I mean, I, I think they still would have some, they would all still be players, they would all still be trying to do something, well, not all, but a lot of them would still want to be trying to do something, but in terms of understanding the rest of us, people under, like, 30, you're a kid, you don't have experience, you don't know, that's why the president's, like, 35, let's get you this old before we let you run everything, you know, and then, like, people over 60, you're just not in, there, there's a nice little meaty part of the curve there, where, like, you kind of get pretty much what's going on. Before and after that, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm 40, and I don't understand teenagers already. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I'm like, what the, what the fuck? So, I mean, I can only imagine what a 70-year-old thinks about mm-hmm. younger generations. And so, yeah. could you, could you... What does Orrin Hatch think of Twitter? Would you, would you, would you, would you, would you be able to uh, finish your term if you crossed that age, or you just booted immediately? When yeah. it depends on how long. It depends on how long. <laughs> it depends on how long. I'm well, also for, like, you know, older folks getting, like, tested at the DMV about every other year rather than every, like, seven years, so. 
Yeah. That's well, we that's do a, need to eliminate lame ducks. Sure. Is it this? <laughs> Is it this? We're talking about fucking crazy fuckers taking us to war because they're out of touch and rich and have no clue. This is, this is public safety as well. They're letting people get stupid and fat. Like this is, this is also public safety. Anyway, it's a tangent. <laughs> Seriously, old people, fucking let it go. <laughs> Let's go of the power. I mean, Let's I came go. into this uh, completely disagreeing with you, but you may have sold me. All right. <laughs> well, you need to be able to have at least like maybe four or five terms, I think, because like people that have been in the state legislature for a while um, know what they're doing, and like we still need to have that. And in Missouri, they just like instituted term limits, and it was not a good thing. Cause they only allowed them two terms, and it was all these fucking newbies those all the damn time. T- those terms are two years, right? Um, I don't know. Like it two depends. To four, depends on two to, to four. I actually can't remember. Maybe well, four in Missouri but the, for the um, house, but. But the um, and, and the statewide, the term limits need to be pretty long, just because sure. because that your talent pool you're pulling from yeah. is pretty small. Whereas in Congress, in the you know at the federal level, the term limits can be shorter um, because just because you're you're pulling from the entire state, so you have versus yeah. just like needing people with within this district to represent people. So um, yeah, I mean I think term limits make sense. I think the uh, uh, my first and also may that the age limit w- goes up against like constitutional issues as well, uh, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just gave the jerk I'm off glad hand that else that point that, for, but... for those of you watching yeah. at home. So, right. uh, so there are issues on that as well. Now you're seeing it in your head. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, you know constitutional crisis, uh, <laughs> the Trump the Trump administration. <laughs> Boy, is there something to talk about there? <laughs> as uh, Suffered definite, uh, you know, definite warning signs, and uh, I would say setbacks to any type of credibility that they they could have potentially tried to cling to with the uh, revelations from the Mueller investigation regarding both Cohen and Manafort. Um, seems like, from what we have seen, that the Cohen uh, debacle is the most damaging. Um, although the Manafort, there's a, there's portions that are like redacted and then also filed under seal so we don't exactly know what's all in the Manafort filing but the Cohen what we see I mean, we see you know individual one unindicted co-conspirator Donald Trump hashtag Don the con uh, mm-hmm. named as directing a you know an ongoing criminal conspiracy to both uh, fraudulently get elected uh, violating campaign finance laws and then uh, obstructing justice of an ongoing cover-up of a conspiracy to engage uh, with a foreign enemy and uh, with Russia in our elections. Um, am I missing anything of, of the, the importance of the of the Cohen? Uh, well, there the Cohen are things under seal. We don't know. Um, at least one um, uh, one of the indictments was under seal for Manafort, um, but for Cohen, it was kind of out there, um, and they. They redacted some stuff, but it was damning, like yeah. what they did allow. If it was so damning, why is he still in office? Um, well, I mean, he's just lying about it and getting away with lying about it. So Okay, why? Um, well, it's going to be a three-year-old until I mean, you give me a reading like, there's good new, There's a new Pinocchio understand. system now just announced today um, from what? Washington Post. There's <laughs> now, like, the bottomless. They have to... Once something has been lied about so many times, it has been shown to be a campaign of um, deception. 
And so they had to create a new Pinocchio system. There's now the bottomless con- Pinocchio a, that is an ending or never-ending list. It's a fact You can go to it system. at any time, and you can see which things and how many times he's lied about it. So it's a fact-checking system for the Washington Post. They have a Pinocchio rating. And, uh, and they've given the four Pinocchio ratings so many times that they felt they needed to create a new one. Now, currently, no one else... Um, is in the same category as Don- Donald Trump to have lied about something in the amount of times that he has. Although people on his campaign have, so it's just like they're just repeating it. Um, but whatever. Yeah, and to, well, to answer your question, Jared, the only way he can be removed from office at this point is to be impeached and convicted of impeachment. Or if he were to step down, which we know he'll never do. Or resign, correct. And the Republicans still control the House and the Senate, and so no impeachment proceedings are going to move forward while the Republicans control the House. See, that's the how. That's not the why. So we need to vote him out. Everybody knows it, right? We all know that he's a co-conspirator, right? No, that's the problem. Who doesn't know? Well, his supporters, his supporters supporters don't believe, like they, they ignore all this evidence. They think it's all deep state bullshit. It's not everybody. If everybody felt that way, yeah, he'd be gone. But that's, that's not the case. Like it's not everybody. Well, it's especially like Republicans are with us. That's why we keep getting more votes than the, than the Republicans at all the elections, but they have rigged it. And it's not that there's, a, it's it. not that there's mm-hmm. a lot of those. I mean, there's a lot of them, but there's not that they're like a like a majority of the population. Is it's just it's just that there's enough of them. There's enough of them in the right places. In the right places that that people want to keep their job. Like so, say like if Fox News kept chipping away and 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 dropping their support of Donald Trump, then you would probably start to see like Trump supporters fall off, and a then few more then, jump ship. And then, yeah, then things will happen. But politicians aren't really going to jump ship if the people in their districts are fucking crazed Trump supporters. Then they're going to want to keep their job. So they're, they're impeaching Trump would not be good for their re-election. See, this is why we need, like, a fucking, er, like, eject button on this shit. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is a clusterfuck that door. we have allowed. Trunk. That we can't quote unquote get out of like fucking horseshit, man, yeah. horseshit. How is it even? How did we? How do we allow it to get to this point? And how is it that we don't have a way out? It's ridiculous. Well, for one, you know the Constitution sets up our form of government, and it has many, many, many flaws, and we're seeing a lot of those flaws now. You know, the founders um, had no concept of you know free black people or or women voting or non-property owners voting. So they had no concept of a lot of our society. So they had no concept for, for somebody like the rise of Donald Trump hmm. who could collaborate with a foreign enemy, who could utilize something like the internet, who could get elected with three million less votes, yeah. you know, and, the, and, and, the, and that all these states across the country could gerrymander their gerrymander their districts to stay in power even though they get millions of less votes. Uh, they had no concept of that happening. So somebody like Donald Trump has really kind of like broken our constitution, yeah. basically. And it's broken. And, and Clearly. And you're seeing now that we have various institutions, institutions that I'm normally not fond of, say, well, most times, say, like the Justice Department, that are really trying to cling on to... Like save save our republic, really, and yeah. um, 
And if but if Donald Trump really had his way or could run the Justice Department like he wanted to, uh, then our system completely and totally breaks down. Well, mm-hmm. and see, that's what we, that's that's the point that like this whole argument that you can't indict a sitting president. Let's just go ahead and get over that shit and indict him. Yeah. Let's get the conversation yeah. really fucking real because if we quote unquote can't do it, we at least need to show the one hundred percent cards we are being we are holding. Like, here, motherfuckers, if you want to lie to yourselves in the face of the truth and your own self-interest, go ahead and be an ignorant fucktard the rest of your life. But those of you that are willing to listen, here's how fucking crooked and awful this person is, and this is why he needs to be removed and put in jail. Not just removed, thrown in fucking prison for being a traitor, which he is. So, there's there's no definitive reason... Why you can't indict a single right, president? Right, but we, we keep arguing about well, it because, like it's a thing. Well, because the Justice Department has issued an internal policy that the sitting president cannot be indicted, which falls apart very quickly. Um, if you talk to people in the Justice Department and said if Donald Trump went into this office and ordered everybody here to be murdered. Right? Are you saying that he could not be prosecuted right. for that? Right. Like the he gets to commit murder? Like really? So I would think there's no person that would say he, the president of the United States cannot commit murder. That he can like legally commit murder while he's in office, well, and while he's, he's in office, he can't, he can't be prosecuted. So <laughs> there's one example of it. Away. There's one example of it. It's a great little game called Secret Fucking Hitler, <laughs> where as president you get to assassinate somebody freely. So like, yeah, there's the, a board game that allows it, but reality should not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well. I just want to say, take take Trump out of it. I mean, just just the the question in itself, like why why wouldn't we want the ability to indict a sitting president if 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 we found out that our president was a criminal? Why wouldn't you want why wouldn't we want something in the books that would let us easily remove him from a power if if it was provable that he was, you know... To me, I mean, I mean, first off, like, I think it was created to prevent frivolous stuff. Would which certainly fail-safe? Fr- certainly there would be, like, frivolous lawsuits against any person of power if they had that option, if people had the option. Sure, like, but like a felony but, would, well, surely... It, or even a felony, but there, I think it just needs to be case by case, and the case of you conspired with our greatest adversary in the world mm. to steal an election is uh, pretty good grounds to go ahead and get you the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if the Senate wants to do it. I don't care if the people don't want to do it. You're a goddamn criminal to the worst degree in terms of like public safety. Right. Step the fuck in and do something, Justice Department. They all deserve to lose their jobs. Like that. That's some fucked up bullshit. Um, well, also, oh, sorry. Oh, nothing. It's just obvious. Yeah, we've said it before. We'll say it again. <laughs> um, but Michael Cohen, what made me giddy um, about what happened to him is that um, they're going to throw the book at him, and they're like uh, basically accusing him of um, running a mafia, mm. and um, and he's supposed to be the one that um, keeps people legal, and they really <laughs> don't like it when when attorneys do that. Um, but yeah, um, the fact that they already named Donald Trump, um, and it was the Southern District of New York that had, I think, some of the most blistering stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend the Rachel Maddow if you can get it on YouTube or something like that. Um, I don't, I mean... Which Rachel Maddow, Friday? Fridays, pardon me. Um, yeah, it was like middle of the episode. Um, I don't think my mental sanity can handle it, frankly. Um, 
Okay. Well, that's why, somebody, that's why some people listen. Let's hatch it out because Ramil Sanity can. If you can handle it, watch Rachel Maddow's episode last Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's not Trump talking. It's, a... the, it's like smart attorneys like it basically doesn't... accusing them of maf- mafia behavior all and also is, stealing the election. All it is yeah. to me is more facts that should make someone act and no one acts, and that drives me fucking bonkers. So I can't handle it. Okay. Well, I mean, we will be acting though. I mean, as soon as yeah, as eventually soon as one next day month, down the road. No, no, I, I think next month when. When Democrats, uh, t- you know, take back over the House, it, shit's gonna start little by little. Th- it's not gonna be immediate, but you know, first couple weeks they're gonna they're gonna start scheduling people and fucking. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun stuff it's to come. Can't wait to get these fuckers on record again. Yeah, and the uh, House can can recommend uh, criminal indictments to Justice Department as well, particularly for lying to Congress, uh-huh. which is something that uh, Cohen's admitted to. To doing that and that by putting out public comments on there at the direction of the president yeah. is furthering obstruction of justice and furthering this conspiracy. Yeah. And tampering it was, it with witnesses. It was sending a, sending a signal to other people, this is our story. So when you go to talk to Congress, this is what we need to say. And so now a bunch of people are caught in a lie who they thought they would they who thought they would be protected, one by Republicans, mm-hmm. but also they didn't really think that like lying to Congress was going to get them uh, brought before like the special counsel. And uh, Mueller's uh, signal that that's uh, something he's going after. Yeah, yeah I mean, so they could they're even, all fucked. But I want to say get sessions for you know I mean sessions lied. Sessions lied too for like, sure. Get lots of people. Um, but like like Jared said, no, there's a lot of people who uh, can't even watch like the Daily Show or Bill Maher or um, last week tonight because they're just uh, like any 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 talk of the, of yeah. Trump and the, the system. Yeah, it's just it's been maddening. But that's why people some uh, tune into Let's Hash It Out. So we watch that stuff for them. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's hold it's, on loosely. <laughs> right. <laughs> That not, not having not having cable has been uh, has been a helpful uh, thing for me not holding on too too tightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a difference between you know being tired and being like driven crazy by it, like the the seeming ineptitude or the oh let's just stand back and keep agreeing on this like totally abstract concept that is law, mm-hmm. and like not do things drives me fucking bonkers. We have empirical evidence of wrongdoing if it was you if it was me for anything less we would be so fucked and this guy just gets to keep running the free fucking world it's it's just like it comes down to the cores of like the problems i have with society which isn't just that like oh you know like nobody's doing anything and that sucks these motherfuckers have money therefore they have power and they can break the they can rape the fucking system they can break the Constitution, and we literally can't do anything about it. Like, we just sit here and sit on our hands. We have to wait till January 21st when everybody shows up on the first day. That's horse shit, and there has to be a better way. Well, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but there damn sure has to be one. I remember, like, I remember, like, in, uh, what was it, uh, ancient Greece or something back in the day when, like, shit hit the fan. They just handed all the power to one person. Like, can we get, like... Can we make that like Tom Hanks or Obama <laughs> or something like just like here Obama take no. take the wheel for a little while let Obama this? take the wheel how about this because we can't make it, it look like a coup that's what James Comey is saying like I think James Comey is like thinking about all the people with guns mm-hmm. that really do support Trump and don't give a fuck about what the actual news says. Yeah, something fast will look like a coup to someone who's ignorant. No, we need to outvote him. And in like his um, in the places where he won and all of them, we need a landslide election um, to like show that we are just not going to have this con man 
rule us anymore right. and, you know, give away our country to his family and sell us out to every country that is a despot. Like, what the fuck? Or has despotism. Um, we're done with that. Yeah, I'm kind of for, like, a middle ground on, on Comey. Um, I kind of see where he's saying that it's kind of better if he is a, if he's if he is routed by the people. The problem is, I, I don't see him ever being routed by the people right. because Alabama, Mississippi, Jerry. So, you know, the, no, just I think the South we need to general. find ways to get yeah. in there. Like, yeah. how do you talk to those people? How Reserve. do you talk to them when they when they don't believe anything that you say? You don't even have to talk to them. You have to get whatever the fuck it takes to make districts be redrawn. It needs to be a straight-up fucking grid. You represent the people on that grid. Who the fuck cares if there's two or two million? That's the fucking job. It's this many square miles. Get the fuck over it and do your job. Right. See, we could only do that with a, with you know, nationwide by a Supreme Court, but the corrupt system has already stacked so the Supreme Court against fucked, us. and here I am again <laughs> going, well, my only I'm so- crazy. My only solace <laughs> is that, you know, is that despite all our faults, it's one of the best systems ever created. In the history of the, uh, I think human we need existence. to find a way. To I mean, but no, it's not no, perfect. Yeah, it is, no it. offense, but that's like we went fucking ten and zero last year, and this year we're no. I don't give a fuck about what it is and was uh, in, in right now. We need to figure out how to fix it. Yeah, it's it was great. It is great. It's one of the greatest. That's great. Thinking like that, worrying about things like that, is keeping us off the fucking goal, which is fixing it. Well, no, it's keep, <laughs> keeping certain aspects in mind prevent us from things like, oh, we should just turn this over to a benevolent dictator that we think we can trust when you can't really trust anybody with that kind of power. Well, I was and, giving a, for an example. I don't think we should do exactly, that. Exactly. <laughs> but also you say that you don't have the answers. Nobody has. The thing is that no one has the answers yeah. is a problem. So we can, so really, and in the just the realities of the situation, nothing dramatically would get fixed out of our current system other than changing the United States Constitution or court rulings by the Supreme Court. And yeah, those two situations right there, there's no quick fixes for certain. We do need electoral victories, as many as possible. And then we get electoral victories, then there can be things that could change things. I mean, one thing that's floated by... Um, a lot of liberal circles now is that if Democrats can manage to get control of Congress and the and the presidency, we need to uh, increase the number of Supreme Court justices to to more reflect what it should be. Right now, we have um, several judges who've been selected by a president who got elected with a minority of the vote. We're, we're the liberals are down five to four in the Supreme Court when we should be up seven to two if it really reflected the will of the people. And yes, the founders put in uh, the Senate protections to protect smaller states and protect really slave owners. But the founding fathers, like I said, had no concept of today's society and that there would be a state the size of California that has fewer fewer senators than North Dakota and South Dakota, which is like a block of LA, you know. Right. So, so, but yeah. We, so, in the end, if you want to see the changes that you need, that you want, Jared, or any kind of changes, we have to have huge electoral victories. And while I would love to see Trump's approval rating drop from you know hovers between forty to forty five, no, I don't say hovers from like thirty eight to forty five percent. I would love to see his approval rating drop like under thirty percent, and then maybe impeachment is viable. But while it's around like forty percent, impeachment just becomes like this deep state conspiracy that I, I think we're better off 
uh, electorally just beating him in the next election and then, then going forward with impeachment that's just unlikely to succeed because it's just a sad state of affairs. I have a hard time seeing 67 uh, senators voting to impeach this guy when it's coming out that uh, you know Mitch McConnell's gotten like his pack has gotten like millions of dollars from like Russian ol- from Russian tied oligarchs you know right. so you know Rand Paul looks to be on the take who knows what they got on Lindsey Graham you know these people are all coming we got uh, Maria Butina going to uh, uh, infiltrate in the NRA right and yeah. so you have all these people that are already bought and paid off and who knows uh, potentially blackmailed well, here's the thing though I, I mean I, I agree with what you're saying but how I feel about, uh, let me see uh, the best way to put this. Pushing it to an election feels like a roll of the dice, right? Like it, it, it's not a guaranteed win. It should be, but it's not. And it, if it's close, you have a sitting president that said before he wouldn't accept the results of the election, right? So... Uh, I mean, just saying, I know that that's, that's, you know, that's, that's fringish or, or, or whatever, but, um, it, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a roll of the dice I wouldn't want to take. Why, why roll the dice when we can clearly see he has committed crimes? Uh, everybody, uh, in politics can agree that he's not fit. I mean, fuck, even Tucker Carlson says he's not fit to legislate. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, why, why don't we just... Rip it like a Band-Aid. Get it over with. Yeah, there's 40 million people that are gonna that are gonna lose their shit. Maybe they'll riot. Whatever. It'll be good for us. <laughs> let's just let's just let's sync just it up get with it the new season with. of Stranger Things. Yeah. And just fucking do it like two days before Stranger Things comes out, so they can talk about it a whole bunch, and then get tired of talking about it, and then sink into the new fucking season, and then be like, oh, we don't care anymore because life goes on. Because that's how Americans are about pretty much everything. I don't know. I think we need to have a campaign to move back to the states where we came from. At least at enough time for us to be able to vote legally. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and the state you wrote in on with that bullshit. I know. You don't want to go back. I'll fucking move to Canada. I'll be, I'll be a state dodger instead of a draft dodger. Well, but I think we need to do better research. Like, what actually does affect um, people? Like, what actually influences them. Humidity. Like, honestly, like, paying Fear. people to go to bars and talking to people, like, <coughs> and trying to get them to talk about politics. Like, I feel like that has been the most effective way of, like, you know, actually talking to people and being able to change minds. Yeah, you're not going to do it on the internet. We need to start, like, a liberal spy network <laughs> where we just move into these conservative communities exactly. and start hanging out at bars and churches but like cool the cool church you know the church that like has the gay pride flag up or something where you can actually or start just any people. church like i mean you're and not going to get to the people that you need to change their no, mind you unless you, you go right you can't come right no, out no not right at them that's why it's a spy network you got to like become part of the city and then recruit but see the places <laughs> get them out the places the bars <laughs> you would, you would need to go to to do this kind of thing you would not want to do it like i would not want to go to the riverfront on highway 90 no i wouldn't either in in uh <laughs> in florida politics. and and you know but chop there's it up with with some there's, a, there's some 18 year old liberally minded people out there that are like i could do that i'll do that train me how to do that yeah. I'll go do that. A bar that is a terrible cool. idea, though. Um, actually, Sarah's previous point, I don't know about the bar, maybe that's part of it, uh, but point about doing research to figure out what could change people's minds yeah. is actually a great idea. Tom yeah. Steyer, people like that, if you guys are listening who uh, fund polls and focus groups, 
uh, pull this off because there are a segment of people who voted for Donald Trump who now don't approve of Donald Trump. What changed their mind? How mm. did they change their mind? What influenced them? Was it a certain news source? Was it a friend? Was it what what pushed them over the edge, right? And so there's a segment there that that's that's where you start, mm. right? And then you get to people who are um, they were very strong supporters of Trump. Now they're strong or they're just moderate supporters. Right. What has hurt their support? What's weakened that? And kind of branch out from there as to what were the messages, what were the things that were the final straw, who influenced them, and that's what one way we could look at to see how we could uh, influence people. I have, don't think I've ever influenced... This way I've had seen anybody change, that's a hardcore Trumpster like change their mind. It's like, it's like telling somebody that's a hardcore... A uh, religious person name your religion that their religion is not true. Right. You know, it's like it's like no. Now there are like only people that I've managed to influence. It seems like are like libertarian minded kind of people who hate the Democrats and the Republicans to convince them that Trump is worse and is somebody that we need to uh, step fight against because of his authoritarian tendencies, things like that. Right. Now that those are people you can sway, but somebody that's like been a definite supporter of Trump, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anybody be like, yeah. You convince me. I don't like him. I don't support him anymore. It doesn't seem like that happens. And when you're all just part of the fake news and the enemy of the people and the deep state, it's hard. You know, it's hard to pull off. Now yeah. I say I would love to. to get your point, Sam. I would love to see the Senate. Trump become so unpopular that um, the Senate would convict him and get him out of office. But I think there are big political ramifications of the Democrats moving forward with impeachment and then the Senate not convicting him. And Trump using that as, like, vindication that he won the trial and the case is closed and his supporters rallying around that. Um, Bill Clinton got a lot more popular after the Senate did not convict him. And I think it would not be good if Donald Trump experienced the same thing. Now, at some point... It may need to be brought forward. I mean, the danger with Trump versus just an ordinary kind of crook, basically, is that he is, by all accounts, looks to be a traitor and puts the interests of not only Russia, but also Saudi Arabia above the interests of the United States and our allies. And Mm -hmm. so he could do some serious damage that um, an ordinary president, just like an ordinary like crook, like Richard Nixon, you know, didn't really pose to us. He Mm -hmm. He wasn't really an existential threat to our democratic republic like Trump is. So maybe at times it's like, yeah, it's gotten so bad. We need to bring forth impeachment and we need a campaign to convince senators just to, to do what's right for the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, I think the Democrats might be just better off with hearings, with criminal indictment recommendations, compiling all this information, just getting out uh, the truth about how many people fly, the ties to this, that Russian, Saudi, you know. I almost think that Saudi Arabia is the one thing that could peel off some Trump uh, supporters, because I do see you see like Lindsey Graham as as you know he goes against Trump on Saudi Arabia as, at least his rhetoric goes well, and, you know and that's something that the Senate has voted as a rebuke against Trump. So Saudi Arabia I think is somebody who like it's kind of messed up. He's somewhat like because they're bigoted and racist. You can, you know like some of their some of right, their supporters Russians are white. Folks. Like, there's that yeah yeah and, yeah. Yeah. and then the whole <laughs> Russia thing's like tied to the Clinton. You know it's all like Clinton DNC. You know it's like that's all kind of like you said. Whereas like their feelings about Saudi Arabia, even like before 9/11, but definitely since 9/11, um, yeah, that is something that they've had a distaste for Saudi Arabia. So that's something that that that's exposed that could peel away a lot of support for Trump. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the murder of Khashoggi um, 
luckily, like, yeah, there's been some people to sort of start to peel off on that. And it's it's always going to look good um, if... Like, because that's something that's going to be covered by Fox News is the um, conservatives that are like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't agree with them on that. So, um, so yeah, we just need to keep talking about that because that's still horrible. And, like, we can't allow for the murder of journalists. And I guess we just also need to do a campaign to, like, make journalism cool again because, I mean, the, the fucking balls on these people going into war zones, going into, like... Um, constantly, you know, the ones that have died in Russia, like, we need to talk about them more. Um, like, these people have to risk their lives a lot, and they're getting the shaft, and people don't believe them anymore. And really, it's just not fair to them at all. A lot of them. Some of them may deserve it, and when the corporate interests um, influence the news, like, it would be better to have more watchdogs on the media. But um, but I think um, Washington Post does pretty good. Um as far as taking on the Trump administration, Washington Post um, is really is really top notch. Um, in addition to uh, journalists and other critics of the Kremlin and Putin getting uh, killed, uh, New York Times just recently did an article too that they're now like planting child pornography on people's computers and uh, and getting charged for that. You know, they get charged for that even like. Uh, recently, it's, recently, it's a dissident in, in the UK who just got arrest, who just got arrested and charged. And Russian media just runs with the charge. There's even some people who've gotten like the charges dismissed because, like, one time, dude was arrested, and then uh, he could prove that stuff was added to his added to his computer, like while he was in jail. You know, so so like it wasn't him, and so the charges have been dismissed. But before they, you know, get dismissed, Russian media will just run with it and just like paint uh, the dissidents as uh, child pedophile, you know, as pedophiles. Yeah, so that's another thing that's ultimately scary. Like, we could have something just because we've talked about Russia. <laughs> at, least, at least we're on the record now that uh, uh, let's, let's hash it out. Yeah, let's hash on, it out is officially Putin's, uh... concerned that we may end up getting some nonsense put on our computers that we're not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that we didn't put on there. We've, got a, we've had plenty of listens in Mother Russia. I've so <laughs> been concerned since the very first one. Oh, dear. Yeah, and the uh, and you know, just touched about the Khashoggi a bit more. That it's been reported that uh, Kushner has been in contact uh, with uh, MBS and, uh, and giving advice, and giving advice, which is like just engaging in an ongoing criminal cover up of the murder. Even though he's not an American citizen, he was an American journalist. He's a he wrote he's a journalist for the Washington Post who fell out of favor with Saudi Arabia when he criticized Trump. Right. And and for Trump to continue to call journalists fake and the, the you know the fake news media the the enemies of the enemy of the people and for Kushner and and you know in the Trump administration to be helping Saudi Arabia cover this up, I mean that's worthy that's you know that's worthy of a of a criminal impeachment charge basically, you know. Yeah, Washington Post said, covered that. I thought you guys said you had good news, man. I feel I so think it is good news because we're learning about this stuff. It's out in the open. It's a fact, I mean, people, ignorance more... is bliss. I'm not saying that everyone should do it it just might be the best path for me all right so you represent those people <laughs> i don't want to represent well i guess i do in the form of me being here on this uh show yes but you do i'm not advocating for most people to do it let me, let me say that <laughs> <laughs> i do see the i just had like a fantasy of like being very very wealthy and just giving you two gobs of money to go do these kind of things and like i trust that they're working towards the right end i don't even have to know <laughs> 
so right on. Yeah, I'm, it's just I, I I go insane, man. I really do. Not having Comcast has been like a fucking blessing for the last month. Oh, it did <laughs> save the money. Comcast <laughs> is evil too. Like they put up a lot of money to stop these taxes on them, um, which was gonna fund our education, but no. Um, people decided not to tax super wealthy. It was like any business that made more than twenty million, right? Um, and they voted that down. And a lot of people said it was because um, they should have taxed the profits, and they would have voted for that. And I'm like, okay, well then why don't we fucking do that? Like, why do we have to do everything? Like, we have a fucking super majority legislature in Oregon. We should be able to pass something. Well, probably get to work. Well, we're getting off, of course, off tangent, but just, uh, just talk. One thing that people that uh, voters don't quite understand is that the reason why the taxes are on the gross receipts and not just on the profits is because the corporations would just hide their profits. Well, I'm, we're not going to have profits because we're just going to give you, we're just going to give the CEO and you know and the, and the executives we're going to give them all multi million dollar pay raises and put that into our payroll so there it's not profits. You know, the CEO goes from making ten million dollars to fifty million dollars just to hide the profits. So that's one reason why you can't just do it on the profits because Comcast would just hide their money and pay and, and pay for other things and, and that, that hides their profits. That's why it's gotta be on gross receipts. And then, but when Comcast spends millions of dollars to confuse people, um, then they vote against their own interests. Yeah, they say it's like a sales tax. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's just a tax on <laughs> they also, you. <laughs> they also pitched this idea that it was like going to hurt, you know, the everyman business owner. You know, like I, I'm, I'm Joe Plummer prices. and I've got like three trucks and, you know, a crew of like 10, 10 guys and girls and I'm going to get tagged. Like that, that that business is not making 20 mil a year. <laughs> it's not. Exactly. It might be making two or three, but it ain't making 20. Mm. Um, so anything else on, uh, Cohen Manafort? Do you have anything to give Jared hope, Sarah? You're the um, one that said there, this was yeah, good I news. Yeah, I mean, Kushner though. is going to get indicted. Um, there's, I mean, they can't wait until they have indicted everybody. It'll be Trump Jr., everybody that was in that meeting. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, there's... Probably Ivanka. Uh, I hope Ivanka, yeah, Probably. and like a lot of Republicans that lied, like if they're when are they getting indicted? Is there any kind um, of prognostication on that? It just depends on how long Mueller wants to take, but he's like starting to roll this out quick. Um, it seems things have kind of sped up. I don't know if you've noticed. No, yeah, maybe once they start <laughs> sentencing, maybe maybe once once Cohen and them have actually been sentenced, maybe he'll roll out the next indictments. Maybe soon, maybe this week. Now that he's put out the memos. So people know what to expect for those, and those those cases are pretty much wrapped up, mm-hmm. except for the Manafort. There's still a little bit of stuff to do with Manafort because of the new allegations or whatever. Yeah, but, it seems like once you like um, put this level of shit out there, you can't let it just. Well, hang they, for too well long. I mean, well, well, one once for Cohen, he's they finished. Said, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't really have to do anything. They're just sentencing now. Like there's no more work for them to really do. They can okay. Now here's our next wave of shit. Yeah, but know? all of them, but the Cohen and Manafort, they've alluded to like ongoing investigations. So you know, who knows how long these things can go on? Yeah. And Maria. Boutina is going to be um, pleading guilty, and hopefully we find out more about how she and the NRA were oh, funneling money to the Trump campaign. I gotta wonder about that. Like, how, how often do spies flip for uh, for another country? You know what I mean? Like, I how think much, she's how much just can saying what she's got to say to get out of there, and it, then it, it she's happens, gonna... and they have protocol for it, and I don't understand any of it, but it definitely happens. And it happens probably more often than any of us actually know. Uh, uh, but they're like, 
there's a really, really popular one in like the eighties, and I can't remember who, what his name was, but there was a big one in the eighties that like that's what the whole the whole country's like. Well, how can you even trust him? Because he got found out like publicly somehow. Um, so yeah, there's there's they they have they have a plan for that exact thing. Yeah, I'd say the <laughs> one reason why Bettina could flip is one, she's looking at like the rest of her life in prison, right? Ooh, the rest yeah. of her life in prison versus. She's been out hobnobbing at this high-class events, living this rich lifestyle, and it's like, do you want to have, like, an American lifestyle? You want to be in prison for the rest of your life? Um, I can see where the, the lifestyle she's been leading, that she's, you know, she's not a hardened soldier, you know, um, th- that uh, she might want to flip. Also, like Manafort, though, yeah, you definitely need to be wary that she's just not going to feed false information or she's doing this so she can relay communications to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that could be a trap, you know, by letting her, you know, have some kind of communications could lead, lead the FBI directly to the smoking gun with NRA, you know, who mm-hmm. knows? So it also could be a trap both ways. But yeah, you, we think we should definitely be suspicious, but I can see it on both ways. I can see, oh, somebody's just loves Mother Russia and Putin so much they would never give it up. But like also people be like, oh, I kind of like the lifestyle I've been leading and would rather not spend the rest of my life in prison, especially when these assholes are giving me like solitary confinement and making my life a living hell because I'm a, because I'm a, you know, a, a foreign adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, you know, by all accounts, Donald Trump Jr. has been telling people that he's afraid of being indicted. So, yeah, I, I, I have no idea how soon this could that be. That makes me happy. Yeah. He's not afraid. Just the thought he, of him, like, he said he, up he, knew. Night he expects to be indicted, for sure. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell by, by Trump's, like, manic tweeting that he's feeling the, he's really feeling the pressure. I yeah. mean, there's just no oh, yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, so, that in and of itself should cheer you up. I mean,. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, if, if 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 there was any any idea that he he was gonna get away with any of this, he wouldn't be freaking out. You know what I mean? Like he's worried, so that's why he's lashing out. And Trump being worried is a, a fantastic thing. <laughs> yeah, it's good for All television. Right, so I think that's a good good spot to end this. Uh, I'll throw out some uh, heroes of the day. You guys can add if you got any. I want to give a shout out to uh, George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's uh, <laughs> husband, who's just been like trolling her in the Trump administration by uh, tweeting about how guilty Trump is and how they got the the goods on him. And uh, <laughs> just an old school shout out to uh, Malcolm Nance, who's been uh, yeah. on top of this months ahead of the media and has uh, been won. proven uh, just uh, correct. Yeah, so, so that's a true uh, true uh, patriot who's been uh, you know ahead of the curve. Mm. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody want to throw any oh, heroes? Any any villains? If you don't have any heroes or villains, uh, okay, yeah, then uh, I think that's good. Yeah, that's good. I just want to give uh, uh, MBS the villain then for oh, yeah. uh, perpetuating yeah. his uh, just terrible oppressive regime and Putin for giving him the uh, the bro. Yeah. We're we're the best murderers in the world. Yeah, <laughs> the handshake at the G twenty event. That's one of the few things <laughs> I've seen. And like Trump saying "oh no" behind him in the yeah. background, that's pretty good. And MBS is basically like, "Man, you really do have him in your pocket." <laughs> good shit. <laughs> game recognized game. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez for um, pointing out that there are a lot of people that work for free for all of the representatives and senators, and. They have all these unpaid internships, and then the ones that they do pay, they don't pay them a living wage, so that there's no way that they can live in Washington, D.C. 
Like, that's bullshit. Like, they make a ton of money. They get excellent benefits. They should pay the people that help them and their staff. Like, it's just nonsense. With the money their campaigns rake in, it would be easy to pay those people. Yeah, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, they need to change their policies and pay people a living wage. So she's calling it like she sees it, and she's providing a breath of fresh air. Well, if we took away their lifetime salaries, we'd be able to afford to pay their... uh, Well, I mean, we can afford to pay them now, but we'd (laughs) surely be able to... uh, Afford their salary if we did that. Right. Yeah, so she's going to... make money my villain, Anthony. <laughs> oh, sure. Just money. Uh, so I did one on Ocasio-Cortez. The, um, uh, so she's going to pay her interns $15 an hour. Uh, the only um, members of Congress that currently pay their interns $15 an hour, no surprise, Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. Senator Doug Jones for Alabama, and Democratic Doug Representative Jones. Adam Smith. So a lot of Democrats... Uh, need to be on board, you know, yeah. and various representatives. It's it depends. There's some variance depending on your district and things like that. But they get like a couple million dollars for their budget, you know, and like um, pay your pay your freaking interns, Chuck Schumer. You know, like Chuck Schumer just put out an ad like seeking unpaid interns. You know, like pay your freaking interns, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to encourage everybody to follow Ocasio Cortez on Twitter or Instagram feed. She's really like pulling back the curtain mm. on the how the inner workings of Congress yeah. and how um, they get sent down a path right off the bat. Where like in their initial like orientation, all these panels are are like taught by lobbyists and they don't, don't even tell you that they're lobbyists. Like you have to go look up the people who are like giving you your orientation to, to realize that they're corporate lobbyists that are already influencing incoming freshmen. This is how it works. And Ocasio-Cortez and she's got kind of like a squad of really mostly from my, by all accounts, a squad of like badass women that are coming into, coming into Congress that are all exposing, exposing this uh, just corruption from the get go, you know, just from day one. So uh, yeah, definitely a good hero. Thanks so much, Sarah. So uh, for that, tune in soon. We'll try not to keep it at a month. <laughs> Again, maybe we try to get another podcast in before Christmas. Hopefully we'll have a Molar Christmas miracle. So for Jay, Sarah, and Sam, I'm Anthony. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Find a mother, plant it in a sack to fall.